Welcome to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Well, hey, friends, I'm Jenny Catron, your host and founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. Thrilled that you are here today. And we're going to dive into a subject today. I want to talk about the four dimensions of extraordinary teams. Now, you might be familiar with my book, The Four Dimensions of Extraordinary Leadership. And recently, I had the privilege of spending time with a staff team, and we actually took the four dimensions and we applied them to a team environment, to how does your team, how does your staff work together, and what do those four dimensions look like in the context of team? So I thought, you know what, this would be a fun conversation for us to have on the podcast. But before we dive into that, I want to remind you that our next Women in Leadership Coaching Intensive kicks off in July of this year, 2021. And I am recording this. It's mid-June and a registration closes this week. So if you are listening to this in real time, mid-June, these are your final days to get registered. So I want you to check that out because these groups are absolutely phenomenal Every woman who comes through it walks away feeling energized, connected, supported, more confident in their leadership. The stories and the feedback go on and on and on. So I want you to check that out because I am just so grateful to be able to have the privilege of convening amazing women leaders who have a heart to learn and grow together. So if that's you or if that's somebody you know, I would love for you to send them to the Foresight website, getforesight.com. And uh, you can check that out. We would love for you to be a part of that. So today, let's talk about your team. Let's talk about your staff. There are a number of articles and uh, research being done on uh, how employees are engaging on the heels of such a complex year, the decisions that people are making about whether they're staying in their job, how committed they are, they're rethinking priorities. I was just reading an article about how we're all in kind of that sixth stage of grief, which is that search for meaning. So we're rethinking everything. And so my question for you today is that as a staff team, what are you most proud of from this past year? When were you at your best? And I think leaders, this is really important for us to just even pause and evaluate is like, hey, what are we most proud of? When were we at our best? Um, Because in crisis, what is in us comes out of us. It's true of individuals and it's true of teams. So the best and the worst of how you function as a staff was likely pretty prominent this past year. And it's just great for you to take a pulse of that, do a little inventory and just kind of check that. Say, hey, when were we at our best? How have you changed for the better or the worst? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about you as a team? Like, what did you learn about your team? And what needs to look different because of the changes you faced this year? And so those questions apply personally. Those questions apply for you and your team. And as an organization, I know that this year has matured you and it's changed you. And as leaders, we just need to know what that looks like. We need to understand what that looks like. So what needs to change? What do we need to do differently? And how do we achieve mission in this new season and a changed culture? Those are the questions I know you're asking, so I'm kind of surfacing them a bit more. I want you to also ask you, what does it take to succeed as a team? How do we work together to achieve our mission? And what are the behaviors of healthy teams? 
And I think that's what the four dimensions can help us do. Now, as a refresher, the four dimensions is based on the great commandment, where in Mark, Jesus tells us that we're supposed to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And that is kind of core to my personal leadership philosophy, that it is rooted in the great commandment, that when we're taught to love God and love others, that applies to leadership. At the end of the day, leading well means I am putting God first and I am loving others well, Like right? I am loving God and I am loving others. And that clarification with heart, soul, mind, and strength says, you know what? I'm going to do that with my whole being, with everything in me. I'm going to love God. I'm going to love others. I'm going to lead well with everything in me, heart, soul, mind, and strength. So I want to take just a quick peek at those four dimensions, heart, soul, mind, and strength, and talk about, hey, what do those look like for a team? How does a team lead with heart, soul, mind, and strength? And the first one, the heart of teams, that really is the relational part of leadership. It's the relational part of our team dynamics. We're wired for relationship. Inherent in the concept of teams is the reality that it's built on relationships. Like we are doing work together. We are a team working together. So it requires relationship. And there's plenty of research done in the HR world that suggests we don't quit jobs, we quit people. And so this relational, this heart side of our team culture is really important for us to be aware of and to help nurture as leaders. And so I think there are three things that are fundamental to the heart of teams. The first one is connection. This is why statistics tell us that we perform better when we have a friend at work. It's also why in hiring practices, we talk a lot about chemistry fit. We want to know that we'll enjoy the people that we work with. If we're going to spend the majority of our waking hours with a group of people, we want it to be people we connect with. And so uh, this is just an opportunity for us to pay attention to connection. How are we connecting? And now with re-engagement and getting back into the office and with whatever frequency that looks like for you and your team. Pay attention to connection. Are people connecting with one another? We need to help facilitate that as leaders. The second thing that is core to the heart of teams is trust. Trust is foundational really to any relationship. So show me a team who doesn't trust each other and I'll show you a team that's doomed for failure. Obviously, there's always things that ebb and flow when it comes to trust and we have to work constantly to be building that and keeping it healthy. Show me a team who doesn't trust each other and I promise you that team doesn't have a lot of life in it. Trust is so essential for teams. If we don't trust, we don't problem solve together, we don't collaborate, and ultimately we don't achieve our goals or our mission. So that trust is so core, it's so foundational. Patrick Lencioni in his Five Dysfunctions of a Team talks about that first dysfunction is the absence of trust. If it's gone, we have nothing to build on. So as leaders, making sure we've got to protect the heart of our team by making sure there's connection, there's trust, and then third, belonging. That feeling that we're a part of something meaningful with people we respect. That's the essence of belonging, that we're part of something meaningful with people we respect. And that's really relationships at its best, isn't it? that place where you feel safe, you feel known, you feel trusted. So when we look at the heart of teams, it's connection, it's trust, and it's belonging. Now, secondly, the soul of teams. This is the spiritual side, right? The soul of teams is the core of who we are, what we really believe, what's most meaningful to us. This is a dimension that we really need to be sure is core to how we operate, right? 
What do we really believe? What's meaningful to us? And so there are three things that are fundamental, I think, to the soul of teams. First, it's a commitment to character, right? Our ethics, our moral code, the values that guide us, right? That we have a understanding of the character required to be a part of this team. Going hand in hand with that is integrity. And integrity is really kind of builds on character because integrity is consistency of character. I can trust that you are going to be consistently who you say you will be, right? That we are helping nurture a team where that is true. And then third, especially for those of us in faith-based organizations, it's making sure that faith is our guiding principle, that scripture is our compass, and that we're practicing what we profess. And so when we talk about the soul of a team, it is really making sure that that character, our integrity, and our faith, what we value, are guiding everything that we do. So that's what it looks like to nurture the soul of our team. Now, the third dimension is mind which is the strategic side of leadership. This is oftentimes where teams can tend to get stuck, um, which is kind of funny, but is often true. We sometimes undervalue this dimension, especially if you're in a faith-based or a mission-minded organization. Uh, We can lean into heart and soul, but sometimes we can undervalue this dimension of mind. Um, And we often lack the discipline and structure that enables us to make strides towards achieving our mission. So that's what we feel is like we've got the heart and soul, but sometimes we lack that strategic eye on achieving our mission. Extraordinary teams, I think, live at the intersection of all four. And so making sure we don't just rest into heart and soul, but we really also engage our mind and strength is really key. So in the mind dimension, in that strategic side, Three key things I think that help shape the mind of your team is a commitment to stewardship. And this is probably one of my greatest convictions personally, because scripture isn't shy about the importance of stewarding what's been entrusted to us. In the parable of the talents, the person who buried his treasure or buried his talent, he said that he was afraid. He was criticized for burying it. He was told to multiply it. So as staff members, we need to give the best of our hours to do the work that we're called to do. We need to give our best effort for what we've been entrusted with. There's a stewardship to that. We ought to be the most diligent, the most faithful, the most hardworking bunch of people, especially as followers of Jesus. I think this is especially true. And so that stewardship is really a stewardship of our gifts, of our time and our resources and being intentional about those things. The second thing that we need to pay attention to when we're, we're making sure that we're nurturing the mind of our team is collaboration. Now, I am seeing this time and time again with the teams that I'm doing consulting work with and coaching work with is that we don't collaborate well. We might be relational. And so maybe we've tapped into the heart of our team. But on that strategic side, the collaboration piece sometimes gets missed. And it's really the ability of the organization to work across functions and between silos at all levels in an organic and natural manner. That's one of the definitions we use from the predictable success methodology that I'm certified in, is that that idea of collaboration, that cross-functionality. We know how to work together without needing to pull in a more senior leader or somebody to referee. We can collaborate to achieve mission together because it's not about hierarchy or territory. We have clarity of our role, our responsibility, our authority, et cetera. And so we nurture the mind of our teams when we help everyone have an attitude of stewardship, that they are intentional about being good stewards, that they are purposeful to collaborate with one another, 
and really are engaging things like having a spirit of unity, good communication, and healthy conflict. And then third in the dimension of mind is accountability, that we are accountable to one another, that there is a peer-to-peer accountability in our culture, that we can hold one another accountable peer-to-peer, that we have a level of mutual respect and submission for our coworkers, and that we are doing what we call clean agreements, that we're clear on who's doing what by when. My friend Jeannie Stevens uses that phrase all the time, clean agreements, who is doing what by when, just being clear with one another and being accountable to what we say we're going to do. And so those are the three things specific to the dimension of leading from our minds or nurturing that strategic dimension for our teams is making sure that stewardship, collaboration, and accountability are core to how we operate. And then that fourth dimension, the strength of our teams, this is the visionary side. Scripture tells us that without vision, people perish, right? And so we provide strength for our teams. We provide strength um, when we lean into the visionary side. So three things fundamental to the strength of teams are having a clear sense of purpose. And this is big right now. We all have to go back to our why. Are we clear on our why? We're rethinking our strategies. We're readjusting how we work together. But are we clear on our purpose? Is the purpose guiding us? Is the purpose giving us a shared sense of mission? That's going to be strength for our team. We also need a clear sense of direction. Do we know where we're going? which has been a little bit of a question mark for many of us over this past year or so. But we do need to start defining a direction. Do we know where we're going? And then third, we need to be aligned around those two things. Do we understand our place in it all? And leaders, this is one of the great gifts you give your team is the gift of alignment. It is that clarity of, do I understand my place? Do I know what my responsibility, my role, my authority is inside of the organization so that I can Uh, pursue our purpose, and I can go after that direction with great clarity. And so the strength of teams, we give strength to our teams when we are clear on purpose, we're giving clear direction, and we are helping make sure they understand where they are in that there's alignment for everybody who's a part of the team. A quote from Andrew Carnegie, he says, teamwork is the ability to work together toward a common vision. Pretty simple, but really important, right? Teamwork is the ability to work together toward a common mission. And that is what I hope for your team. We have all been in reaction mode for quite some time. And leaders, we need to help move our teams forward to a sense of clarity of where we're going and how we're getting there. And I think if we go back to these four dimensions, if we just reconnect with these four things, heart, soul, mind, and strength, they can become kind of the guardrails for us in helping create healthy, team culture, of creating that extraordinary team that we want to be true of who we are, right? So I'll do a quick little recap because I threw a lot at you today. The four dimensions related to teams, the heart of teams is that relational side, and it's all about connection, trust, and belonging. The soul of teams is the spiritual side. It's the soul of who we are, and it's all about character, integrity, and faith. The mind of teams, that's the strategic And it's all about stewardship, collaboration, and accountability. And then the strength of teams, that visionary piece, is about purpose, direction, and alignment. And I would love for you to just take a little inventory on those four dimensions. Hey, how are we doing as a team when it comes to heart, 
soul, mind, and strength are those four dimensions guiding how we behave together to achieve our mission. And so I would love to hear from you. Email me, Jenny, J-E-N-N-I at getforesight.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, know what's helpful, what you're applying. Give me the stories. Let me know how your team is doing in this season. Another great resource for you on the website is our culture blind spot assessment. If you're curious about, okay, hey, how's my team doing? What's going on in our culture as a team? That's a free, quick assessment that you can take on our website that'll just give you a little insight into, hey, what might be a blind spot that's holding our team back from really just working together well to achieve our mission? Because at the end of the day, my hope for you is that you will be a thriving and healthy leader leading a thriving and healthy team. And that is why we are here at Foresight to equip you with that foresight for success. So I hope the four dimensions of extraordinary teams was helpful today. Be sure to check out the Women in Leadership Coaching Intensive. And next week, I've got a big announcement about an event coming up I want you to be at. And so I'm gonna give you that announcement next week. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll see you then. Thanks everybody. for listening to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.